Ladies, gentlemen, and podcast fans around the world, welcome back to Better Than Most Things with your hosts, Sean and Max. Hey! Hello! Thank you very much, producer Mr. E. Hi! Thank you for being here right now. Thank yes. you. We appreciate it. You're tuning into NPR. Today. I'm, wait, I'm too energetic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about rice. And rice accessories. Such as um, rice chairs and rice cakes and rice shoes, surprisingly. Much more to come up. Be excited. I've heard good things about the rice shoes. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bringing it back. And scene. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> um, so you guys uh, into the Olympics at all? I have been paying attention to the oddball stuff coming out of the Olympics, like the last episode with the sumo thing. And oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, did you know the very first Space Olympics recently occurred? The hell does that mean? The Space Olympics. The Okay. What? They are Olympics. <laughs> In space. Nah. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, bro. On the, Have you heard of a place called the uh, International Space Station? No, please tell me more. Parker. Yes. Well, on the International Space Station recently, the Expedition 65 crew basically recorded themselves on a day off doing a bunch of different things, and they basically are calling it the first Space Olympics because they're, you know, just the Olympics were happening at the time they did this Olympics. Uh, okay. The Space Olympics. So what what they do? The first one to... I, yeah, what do you I, think you they could do in space? I, yeah, I don't know. I was thinking push-ups. Like, no, I can't do that. Uh, maybe to swim from one end of the space station to the other, the Ooh, first like one, that. the fastest time. Um, whoever could slurp up the most water droplets. Oh, I don't know. Just like in the real Olympics, <laughs> yes. <laughs> whoever could drink the most water is an Olympic sport. <laughs> now, well, um, so the crew, they're doing this for crew cohesion, they're saying. And so they put together a friendly competition between the Soyuz team and the Crew Dragon team. And uh, with sports specific for space. So here are the sports they did. Do, 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 do. They called, they did one that's called the uh, the lack of floor routine, no handball, synchronized space swimming, and weightless sharpshooting. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. I, those all sound amazing. They do. Actually, I have a little clip for you to watch, too, so you can describe to the audience maybe what some of it looks like. But for lack of a better term, yeah, they're just doing little, they're basically doing little fun space. Things in yeah, space. Yeah, I'm kind of interested with no handball. No, oh, so what no, no hand, but handball. no handball is is um they're trying to like there's like goalies and stuff and they can't use their hands so they're blow they're like blowing it like to move the ball around the. Oh, what a trip! Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Should have fast forward maybe a little bit. There's all these graphics and stuff. So see. Oh wow, they are blowing the ball around and it's surprisingly uh, reactive. I would not have guessed that. It, it looks like a ping pong ball. Yeah, something like that. Some type of ping pong ball and like one is like. People are guarding like the doorway of a of a capsule. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, synchronized syn- floating. Synchronized floating. So like synchronized swimming. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, gymnastics. What do we got this here? This is the guy that. Oh yeah, they said they gave props to this guy because <laughs> he never touched the floor or something. Like they gave like one guy like never touched the floor at all. Oh yeah, and that's like they're basically shooting rubber bands. Um, okay. For the. Oh the, the sharp, sharp shooting? shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's they, they weren't shooting guns and stuff. So, who won? It was funny. I have no information <laughs> about that. They don't even say who won in all these articles. They're just like, yeah, they did it. Space Olympics. That's why I clicked on it, you know. Space Olympics. Yeah, I'm of like, course. Okay, super unofficial. But that being said, fuck it. 
I want to see like the oh. first one to do a lap around the space station in the spacesuit, <laughs> or I, I keep saying first, but you know, best time. Like hold your breath the longest. That's, yeah, that's there a, you go. That's a handy space. You know, what am I trying to say? A uh, thing to have of <laughs> a tool habit skill mm. skill. <laughs> nah, I think there's a better word. Actually, skill tool yeah. set. Skill set. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Improved. Okay. Okay. So this is the first International Space Olympics. Exactly. The first. So I wonder if they're going to do it every four years. I'm hoping. I was actually just one of that same thing. Like I kind of want it every year. Like can't they just change right. the rules? Because it's supposed to be for crew cohesion. They're like oh, every four years, just for the for every every four years, we do something fun for the crew. Well, is the Winter Olympics every four I guess years it's, well, as well? Yeah. So it is two two. So maybe were these the Space Summer Olympics? Oh, so there's spa- what would be the winter? Like let a little bit of space in, open the door a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit of space, let it in. So it gets all cold in there. <laughs> like the idea of letting a little bit of space in, <laughs> just a little tad bit. What are you heating up the whole yeah, universe? Uh, come on, close that door. You're letting all the space in. Piece of shit. All right, well, I got some space stories here for you. I got okay. some actually space news. Space news about the Russian space movie. Okay. Right. Nice. Yes, we did hear about that. Like, we well, we know Tom Cruise is making a movie for space, and then we heard about in the last, uh, not the last episode, but in a prior episode, there was a Russian space movie also in the works. Yeah, and that's so, all we know. Yeah, and the last thing we found out is that they were scheduled to launch to the International Space Station sometime in October. Oh, um, but Isn't that close. Yeah, that's super close. But this kind of gives that whole thing a bit of a pause, this new information. Um, the producers are seeking funding for the movie still. Oh, that's always a good sign right? when it comes to films. And uh, on the official website somewhere um, for the next launch, the, the crew of the next launch that these guys are supposed to be going up on, the next Soyuz. Um, Soyuz. The actress and... Uh, uh, I, I director? It, no, I, yeah, I think it's the director, and then maybe a producer. Someone else yeah. is going up. Um, they're not officially listed on the next on that particular launch. Oh no, they're going up later or never. Well, yeah. So everybody's kind of like, "What's going on?" Do you really have to direct from space? Can't you have like a monkey up there? Not a you know like a spaceman, but like uh-huh. just you know with cameras all over his body. He goes, "Hey, you point it that way," because at the end of the day, you're just you want to see what it looks like on a screen. So might as well like I want to yeah I like, I like this screen. Why does well, he have to go up there? Well, the director will be doubling as cameraman and makeup artist. Oh wow! Yeah, so he's cameraman, director, makeup artist, all of that up in there. I do forget like in the grand scheme of things, this is not a lot of room to make a movie up there. No, like that that is a space for science, not for movie making. On that video you just showed us where they were doing uh, gymnastics, and that guy was doing cartwheels in the middle of the space station. It was like every wall was covered in cables and like, what seemed like just wires and switches, <laughs> yeah. red, green cables, all sorts of shit. I just imagine like a toe catching a cable <laughs> and then like the whole space station's done. I know. They said sharpshooting at first. Like, they're like, what are they doing in space? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we got some new information based on this pitch. The title has been released and it is now called or tentatively called Challenge. Or the Russian word for challenge. Challenge. It's like yes. Ah, yes. Yeah. We also know a little bit about the plot. And you you tell me, does this sound like a compelling I'm, I'm going to guess it. It's going to okay. be a Russian astronaut finds love on the International Space Station 
and uh, saves the day from the incompetent Americans. Ah. We have the accents, too, in this one. <laughs> I'm American. <laughs> Sounds just like us. Yes. Uh, the plot involves a cosmonaut who suffers a cardiac arrest during a spacewalk. Oh, dear. And although he survives, he will require surgery to ensure he can handle the Soyuz return to Earth. Oh, Jesus. A female cardiac surgeon named Zinya has to be sent to the International Space Station to perform the procedure with only a few weeks to prepare for the trip. Ooh. Right? So it's like Armageddon, except the, except the comet is the guy's heart. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay, the ticking clock. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Yeah. The, guy, the guy's heart's going to smash into the earth and kill everyone. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that premise. I think that premise is awesome. That is fun. Uh, so... I imagine they'll be filming, like, heart surgery scenes in space. How are they going to do that? Well, watching The Expanse really shows you, like, what happens when you get shot in space and stuff because they try to be kind of realistic. And Hmm. you need gravity for, like, your blood to kind of pulse kind of correctly. So, like, when they get shot, they they sit there like, oh, no, like, all your blood's going to, like, start pooling and stuff. It doesn't, like, drain out in a proper way or something. Oh, so it's hard to uh, coagulate? Yes, something crazy like that. So it sucks to, like, do stuff in a zero G environment like that. So doing surgery would have all sorts of crazy other factors, you know, big time, big time. Uh, so about 40 minutes of screen time will be filmed at the station and they will spend 12 days doing that. Hmm. So this will be the, like the big finale, right? 12 days for a whole movie. No, 40 minutes. The rest oh. of it will be filmed on earth. Oh. after the fact. Okay. Thank you. So yeah, they're going to film okay. up there and then they're going to fill in the gaps on earth. Uh, with you know her training or whatever the rest of it mm-hmm. is, or special fake, effects, fake space and all that. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, other so, real cosmonauts will be in the movie too, because ooh. they will be on the International Space Station during <laughs> filming. <laughs> They'll just be in the back doing like mice experiments and stuff. Well, that's what I'm wondering. You have to like relegate those people. They can't be like too many speaking parts because they're not actors. They're yeah. going to sound clunky. Oh, and... hello. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's not clear if NASA, SA, or JAXA astronauts will be in the movie. So, fingers crossed. And for anybody wondering, JAXA is the Japanese space agency. Oh, JAXA? JAXA. J A X A. What's that stand for? What's the X for? I don't know. They had it, but I was like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. That's Japan's JAXA? JAXA. Let's see. J- Japanese. Agency, uh, xylophone, America. That's probably not it. Okay. Xenophiliac yeah. America. I like that. <laughs> yeah, America. America. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in September, a documentary about choosing the actresses will debut, which is fun. So that'll drum up some interest in the oh, project that too. Yeah, like they're choosing the actresses from a, like a television show, right? Well, or something like that. The original way they pitched it, it seems like it's changed, but the original way they pitched it was like an American Idol, but for astronauts and oh. these actresses, and it sounded amazing. It did, but I think it's just been kind of truncated into a documentary now. God damn it! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russia ruining everything. That could be awesome. Yeah, so the filmmakers are tr- currently trying to raise money for all of this. It's going to be, uh, they want $5.4 million, which is not bad, okay. right, for a movie? Sure. Going to space? I could do it for half, but, yeah. yeah fucking, God. You're going to die by those, <laughs> by those <laughs> words someday. 
the movie has also come under fire from the scientific community that think these funds could be better served in actual space po- programs. Well, this movie could inspire future scientists to, uh, you know, with big pockets themselves. And that was my thought. It was like, I just had two words for them. Top Gun. Yeah. Top exactly. Gun. Come on, man. Top Gun. Yeah, because when Top Gun came out, the Navy parlayed all of that like into marketing for themselves, mm-hmm. and they used a... Uh, Oh, what's the Danger Zone song? Oh, yes. They use that all over the place, <laughs> and they recruited outside of theaters and stuff. And yeah, it's Top huge for them. Yeah, so you know, hopefully uh, they go up in October and we get some good stuff. I think that premise sounds great. And if Tom, I don't think Tom Cruise's movie is going to be anything like that. It sounds like just knowing Tom Cruise, it sounds like his is going to be like an action bullshit set piece like i think it'd be funny if like both movies are happening inside each other's like as this guy's like went in there for the heart attack you see like tom cruise like running like i have to go fix the the door to this or we're all gonna die he's like pardon me he's like okay tom cruise i just gotta do this heart heart thing you stay over there and like, they're just in the background do with each other's movies <laughs> i can see that it, like uh, easter eggs or tom cruise floating in yeah, the background yeah. of this <laughs> russian movie tom cruise eggs <laughs> Well, check this out. This is an this is an inflatable robotic hand for like amputees. Oh, that I thought was pretty cool. This is like a, look, he's petting a cat with an inflatable hand, so it doesn't use servos. It uses like, like yeah. air filled like sacks. pneumatic systems of like yeah air air sacs or whatever. So it manipulates the fingers into different gestures. Yeah, it's like an insect. Don't they yeah. use like fluid filled? Such and such as bladders to move their legs. Or sure whatnot. The, I think it's air. But, um, <clears throat> oh, I know, but yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. Same yeah, principle, yeah. rather than like a muscle or a sure. gizmo that contracts. Oh, isn't that why the bugs, like when they die, all their legs go like. <sighs> oh, probably. Because they don't have. But uh, yeah, so yes, yeah, it's, it's an inflatable robotic hand for amputees. And what's cool about this one, too, is that it can hook up to their, you know, where their hand or something should be. And they think of these thoughts that make their the hand move, basically. Wait, it works on like muscle twitches, right? Yeah, like the okay. mus- the muscle impulse. Like it has some sensor in there that kind of like remember the Elon Musk thing where like they have you have to imagine like doing something. Yeah, they have to imagine like opening and closing their fist in this thing for a while, and then they can just hold on and then imagine doing it, and it'll happen. But do they have like an electrode in their brain? Not in their brain, but like it's in- on the tip of their wherever there's amputated. Very cool. It's on the tip there. Must That's pick up on like just micro signals something. or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Micro somethings. Yeah. And so, yeah, this is called neuroprosthetics because neuro, I guess, meaning, you know, your brain and then prosthetics. You guys oh, get it. Okay. He gets that. So, um, so they already have stuff like this actually already, but that stuff can cost tens of thousands of dollars and it can be quite, you know, bulky and heavy and rigid. And so this new balloon robot technology could, you know, solve all that because it's a soft, lightweight and potentially low cost neuroprosthetic hand. And as you saw, you saw him petting the cat and pouring a carton of juice and zipping up a suitcase. So it was working just like a, a metallic, you know, hand would do, but at a fraction of the cost, basically. So we can get really good hands out to, to people who need hands. That's very cool. People need hands, man. I wonder, so it has to have some sort of onboard pressure system that stores? Because you have like a tank that you draw the air from yeah. and inject into the fingers to make to manipulate them. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what that looks like. It's a, Yeah, it's um. they said it's a small pump, so it is air. Oh, it's a pump. Yeah, so it's like it includes a small pump and valves that, that can be worn on their waist to reduce prosthetic weight. So right now it's like you wear, I guess, something on your waist that's a pump, and then it pumps the air and, and takes out the air. Yeah, so it, it sounds like, like there pre- isn't necessarily a tank like I'm thinking of. Yeah. It's a live pump that 
pumps in the air around you to mm-hmm. manipulate rather than holding on I wonder if that makes a noise you know like 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 something like that was my first thought like a compressor yeah exactly are you just wearing a compressor like oh I want to grab this I mean that's something kind of sick though like but it's either that or this metallic like like I'm so supposedly and again those cost like supposedly ten thousands of dollars this is five hundred dollars supposedly with all the equipment what did I say five thousand no five hundred five hundred yeah that's what I meant okay five hundred dollars for all the material and everything and the material is something called uh Echoflex. Echoflex. And it kind of basically, they're, they're saying it looks like a Big Hero 6. Have you ever seen Big Hero 6? Yes. It's like the, it's like a robot made out of a balloon. Basically, it's like a superhero. Oh, I'm trying to think of his name. Big Hero 6? Isn't that his name? Yeah, what's the big robot? Oh, I thought big that was Hero his name. Six. I thought he was the Big Hero 6. <gasps> Mr. E just whispered he hadn't seen Big Hero 6. No, I haven't. Uh, you, don't, you don't see nothing. Uh, no, the robot's name is Baymax. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. So, yeah, basically imagine like a hand with the Baymax technology kind of. And um, like we saw, it has like four different uh, pretty much hand gestures it could do. Do, 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 do. I'm going to lost my place. The the amputee market is such an interesting, diverse market because no amputee is the same. Like, ultimately, they try to uh, categorize them in the same way. But, like, your stump's going to be different than my stump. Mm-hmm. I might have more uh My stump my stump's definitely bigger. Yeah. Exactly. It's a little thin, though. I have a thin stump, but it's long. <laughs> <laughs> so long. Uh, yeah. Yes. So, I think it's so interesting that if this is uh, universal enough to work with multiple stumps mm-hmm. I, I, it seems like it would be and this is a hand and I feel like a hand's harder than like a foot but you could maybe get some inflatable foots and shit going on oh dude those those feet that they have the carbon fiber oh, the leaf spring springs ones? and stuff oh that's yeah, amazing those are cool yeah like I, kind of a reason to get your legs cut off i, I know I, I mean i didn't want to say it but you did and right? i kind of yeah i mean the balloon hands alone like you could have different balloon hands and what if you'd like hold on and change it out to like a balloon like scissor or balloon sheet like uh What's that law? What's that weapon? Sheath? Not a sheath. Uh, scythe. Scythe. Thank you. Scythe. Yeah, for harvesting, yeah, for harvesting your uh, your wheat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, maybe some type of projectile. I use the air that it makes and, like, shoot the fingers off of that people. It's probably how you lost the arm in the first place. Yeah, I was just trying this stuff out, basically. Maybe it was the thresher and you're going back to the old ways. <laughs> the uh, So, uh, well, the four gestures you could do, basically, is pinching two and three fingers together, making a balled-up fist, and cupping the palm. So cupping far. the palm. But of course they can learn more gestures and that's what they're going to, you know, like all these articles, it's always like, more study is needed. In the future, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. So uh-huh. they're, they're going to add more, you know, more grass type, well, not grass types, this is Pokemon, grasp types. Um, so the design, the here's what the, the guy who made it said. He's basically like, this design can be improved still with a better decoding technology, higher density, myoelectric rays, and a more compact pump. So it can be worn on the wrist. Yeah, but still, this balloon technology—I thought it was pretty sick. But oh, well, one other cool thing too is um, they actually have a, a a primitive feedback system too, so the people can almost feel like they're feeling something. So what they did is they stitched uh in the fingertips of the gloves. There's a pressure sensor. When it's touched and squeezed, it produces an electrical signal proportional to the pressure sense. So it like shocks, I guess, their stump for the last of a better term. And it says, uh, yeah, they the sensor is wired to a specific location on the amputee's arm. So they can almost feel when someone's touching their thumb, and then vice versa, they can feel as someone's touching like their pointer finger. They can like feel the different things. So it's like a different way. Like, and then one one people said they were they can almost like feel the different sizes of the cups and stuff they were holding too. That's cool. So they're almost like 
feeling stuff like in a, a haptic way. feedback exactly like so it's kind of like a you know they're not actually feeling stuff but they kind of are in a weird way it's like it's rewiring their brain and i bet you the more you use this balloon hand it'd probably sit there and just be easier and easier to start and that they probably made it better you probably could start being like i want to see like the first uh magician with a balloon hand Ooh, that'd be sick right like someone rolling quarters on their knuckles that'd be cool or like a clown because, like, he makes balloon animals with his balloon hands. Hey. Well, shit, if you're a clown, then you could take your normal size hand off and put on the extra big one or something. Ooh. Right? That's what I was thinking. That's immediately where my head went. was like, I'm not happy with the size of my hand or my fingers. I'm mm-hmm. going to put on my... Uh, my big hand today. Yeah, my big hand. Yeah. Or my, my... I'm going to a baseball game. I want the catcher's mitt hand. Maybe, like, a balloon nose or something. That'd be kind of cool. A balloon nose <laughs> for, for nose amputees? Yeah, exactly. And then it kind of, like... This is a Pinocchio on them and shit. Uh, you can do all sorts of trick ones. That'd yeah, I mean, I was trying to think of other appendages, and like obviously, I went to my dick. But I was, yeah, I was, yeah, I thought the dick already too. Right, uh, for sure. Like, what else would you want? Balloon ears. Ooh, how about that? There they you inflate, go. And then you can like deflate them too when you're feeling extra eerie. Well, I'm thinking <laughs> when I want like hear something and not, you know, use electronic devices. You just balloon them up. Yeah, oh, balloon up your ears, idea. and all like, of a sudden like, you oh, get some on. satellite. Let me pump my ears up. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, like like Nike pumps. For yeah, sure. exactly. Like, what is that? Huh? What is that? I can't hear you. My ears aren't pumped up enough. <laughs> All right. I got a dumb criminal here for you. Ooh. Uh, but first, Mr. E, do you ever play with your cats with a laser? I've tried it before. They don't take to it very well. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I think one of them must not be able to see the shade of red or something because she doesn't react at all. Oh. And then the other one actually goes for it, though. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I thought it was like universal. Hey, it's weird, yeah. I, well, you're it's a like criminal. they don't see it. At least the one, yeah. So uh, a woman in Kenosha, Wisconsin, was using a laser to play with a cat. A cat. A cat. Then she shot her friend standing in a doorway. Oh, no, because she's using like a gun laser thingy. Because the, the laser was on a gun. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> what? Shot her friend where? Um, I think. Well, first of all, what? thankfully she didn't shoot the cat, right? Just, just, right, just yeah. a friend. The friend was shot in the leg, and I think he's doing fine. Uh, the article I read was like, "Oh, there's no, there's no word on him." But it was, oh, so he's just a friend. He got friend zone and shot by this chick. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, it's just a friend. I shot. No, just a friend. Apparently, she was playing with it. She was playing with the cat and with the gun. Yeah, she thought it wasn't loaded. Classic. Classic. Yeah, for yes. sure. And. Uh, he just like dropped by for a minute just to just to check out the situation. Like, oh, you're playing with the cat. He he he. And then he gets shot. <laughs> and then he like wandered back to his apartment, hobbled back. She's just like, oh god. Uh huh. And then the paramedics found him there and took him in, and mm-hmm. he's being treated and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had been drinking. That's how most of these cat cat games start. See a cat because it sounds like it wasn't her cat. You said a cat, not her cat, right? Correct. I think she was visiting another friend, and uh, it was- This shit gets around. Yeah, with a loaded gun. Yeah. (laughs) With a laser sight on it. For sure. This chick's taking you out. (laughs) Or playing Uh, with kitties. She was charged with a negligent use of a weapon, and the guy who got shot- was also charged. What what? What the, what the fuck for? <laughs> Being in the wrong place at the wrong time? For violating a bond conditions that prevented him from oh, having a weapon. Oh, this chick is bad news. Fuck this bitch. <laughs> what the hell? Although that may be a good way to play with a lion. A gun laser. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because then if it gets a little too like, okay, I'm going to put you down. Just got to put you down. Like Joe Exotic. 
But did he play with gun lasers and lions? Uh, well, he didn't. I don't remember the laser pointer, but he definitely had a gun on him all the time. Because one time the tiger just like was dragging him. He was like, oh, ah, ah. And he had to like grab it out and shoot it, shoot it in the air to get it to fuck oh, off. Oh, no shit. Oh, yeah. It's, it's in the documentary, man. I, just, I couldn't Joe do that. Joe Exotic, man. That was such man. a train wreck. I know. That was in the height of COVID, man. Everyone loved Joe Exotic. <laughs> he was the meme. I couldn't get on that train. Yeah, like I, I like my train wreck shows, like Below Decks and some trashy bullshit. But like that one was just... I don't know. That was like Jerry Springer level. This is dysfunctional. I love Jerry Springer. I haven't seen it in <laughs> years, but I used to be so into that show. I recently went on a Jerry Springer kick on YouTube and looked up uh, like insults mm-hmm. where the audience just stands up and I'm like, uh, <laughs> why don't you use the money you're going to get from that settlement to fix your teeth? Exactly. <laughs> I love how the audience just like shits on these people too. <laughs> just <laughs> really do. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> All right. I think it's about that time. What time is it? Well, it's time for our game. What's what game better, is that? What's better than most is our <laughs> weekly debate game where we randomly choose two subjects, then our judge puts a spin on it, then our other two contestants debate it. So today our subject is from me. <gasps> and uh, I didn't I'm still thinking about it actually up until this very second. I think I got it. Okay. okay. So the prompt okay. is Lord of the Rings versus Tron. Oh, okay. When we come back. And we're back. So before we went to the break, we went over the prompt, which was Lord of the Rings, which is a well-known fantasy book slash film adaptation versus Tron, which is a futuristic, lasery. I don't even know what what the basis of the movie is, to be honest. Like a video game world. Video game stuff, yeah. Some sci-fi neon stuff. For sure. Daft Punk. So I'm going to give... Host Sean, Tron. Oh. And I'm going to give Host Max, Lord of the Rings. Okay. Okay. And um, we're going to make Host Max go first, because he loves going first. Uh, <laughs> that is so true. Rings. Okay. He's constantly saying how he loves going first. This is my favorite. All right. So here's the prompt. You have this themed... Halloween party. So which would make a better theme? No, fuck Halloween party. Let's say bachelor party. Let's say what would make a better theme for your bachelor party? And I want like full immersion, full role playing, everything. Okay. Okay? (laughs) So now my clock is ready. Host Max will go first. And your time will start right now. Okay. Well, the Lord of the Rings theme bachelor party would start off like the bachelor would get a knock at his door and he'd be eating dinner like, oh, what is this? People are in the way. And then opens up and there'd be a wizard like, let me take you on to your, you must take the ring to Mount Stripper and go there. (laughs) And so basically it'd be like the whole journey of Lord of the Rings. And mind you, that was three movies worth and three books worth. So it's a long, long journey of bachelordom versus Tron is only one, like two movies at best. Okay. And Tron sucks. Uh, So and Lord of the Rings, um, there's all sorts of different creatures and stuff. So your bachelor party would have like naked orcs and naked elves, and elves live for like ever. So they'd be they'd be down to fuck probably. Twenty seconds. And that's always good for bachelor parties. Um, there'd be good food and good and good friends. It's called the fellowship of the bachelor party. Okay, <laughs> it's like you'd all be going, you know. And there's the the two t- the two strippers, and then the return of the bachelor to his house <laughs> like <laughs> safely. So and that's a good bachelor party. And I'm sure sex will happen. Sex will happen. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. Return of the Bachelor to his house. They got to return the cock ring to Mordor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I couldn't think of what the, <laughs> okay, the journey would be. One minute starting right now. All right, so let's talk about the visuals of Tron. It's pretty much a disco party, right? You're going to have tons of light, tons of awesome visuals to play with, tons of neon crap, glow-in-the-dark stuff. Uh, your your party's going to be off the chain compared to Lord of the Rings where it's, what, like castles and fucking bushes and stuff and orcs? Like, who wants that at their bachelor <laughs> party? Not to mention sexy neon women. Have you seen the women in Tron? Everybody is fit as fuck in Tron. Nobody's ugly in Tron. Guys included. Everybody is fit. 30 seconds. They're all amazing looking. Um... And let's talk about the music. You're going to have Daft Punk at your bachelor party. Not at your bachelor party, but <laughs> the, their music. You're going to have all sorts of fun techno music at your bachelor party. It's going to be amazing. The uh, The drinks are off the chain, too. Uh, Tron has some pretty fun drinks. They go to that bar in the second one. They got, like, tiny little cubes of ice that never melt. So, I don't know, plastic. Just a bunch of plastic in Five your seconds. drinks. That, that could be fun. Um, yeah. And, uh, time's up. Yeah. <laughs> Post Max, 30-second rebuttal starting right now. Okay, so it's the Lord of the Rings themed bachelor party. So each person on the bachelor would uh, be like, you're Aragorn, and you're the troll, you're the, like, and my axe. So each one gets a role, so you have to be that guy the whole time. And then you're going to go to different taverns all over the place, see different wenches, and I'll pay these wenches to show their titties and stuff, so that'll be good. And we're going to eat, like, elf elf bread. It's called Lambus bread, and it's like one little bit gets, fills your stomach for a whole time. And so that's good, and we're going to eat that. And... You're, you're going to have the time of your life, and it's going to be a, a journey versus Tron's just a movie. Like, this is a journey, you, a bachelor time party. Time. It's fun. It's fun. Let me note that. Okay, it's yeah, fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, Sean, 30-second rebuttal starting right now. Okay, so would you rather have winches or sexy neon ladies? Wenches. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I'm guessing sexy neon ladies. Uh, and also, let's talk about Tron. Tron is an optimistic view of the future. It's like the best of the best. best. Everything's sterile. Everything's clean. Uh, it's the best food, the best drinks, the best people. Just everything is the best compared to Lord of the Rings where you're living in the past. You're living in like Ricketts age, you know? And I know polio was the 1950s, but I'm pretty sure that's prevalent in, Tron, or in uh, Lord of the Rings as well. Okay. Scabies and shit. 30 bars. <laughs> man i was thinking about <laughs> okay um all right do you want to do 30 more seconds i mean i could could you i'll try <laughs> i'll do my best okay 30 second rebuttal oh, bonus shit. round starting right now max go this special party would simply walk into mordor bitches like we were just going there like there's a bunch of dirtiness in this shit it's gonna be like there's evil chick evil orcs and trolls and there's dragons in this universe well i'm gonna try at least i'm gonna bring dragon their titties would be all the different creatures because it's a bachelor party. So you have strippers that'll be the dragon stripper. And she'd be like, oh, I'm guarding this this pile of gold. And someone would be like, oh, no, orcs. And they'd be like, just chicks, like, tits out. Like, orcs, oh, no. And we have to run from them and stuff and shoot string at them. Shoot string. <laughs> shoot string. <laughs> okay, oh, Sean, let's hear it. Starting now. All right, so who wants to hunt dragons and orcs on your bachelor party? Like, come with me, folks. We're going to do chores. It sounds like a Klingon bachelor party. Like, nobody wants that shit. Like, pain sticks, and eh, it's miserable. I would rather play amazing video games revolving around drinking and sexy women. And, uh, again, everything's going to be neon-themed and disco and crazy music and just awesome visuals. And you're not going to touch dirt. You won't have to fucking trudge through the mud to get to Mordor. Hey, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Thumbs up. All the way. Yeah, did that help? <laughs> oh my god. No, I made it harder actually. <laughs>
Okay, let's start with some interesting points here. Okay, so with Lord of the Rings, I love how the journey of the bachelor party starts like the movie, where it's like you're getting immersed <laughs> right at the beginning. <laughs> like, the journey starts. Yeah. I like that. Some old hobo um, shows up. To- <laughs> yeah. Lots of mentions of naked creatures. That's not nothing new with you. Um, <laughs> the two strippers, <laughs> the return of the bachelors to his house. Great points. Okay. <laughs> Um, on to Tron here. Tron, obviously, we know the visuals and everything were going to be brought up. So that's definitely got that's going in your favor. Sexy people. It's a very good point. And the music. Uh, another very good point, especially if it's a bachelor party. Um, back to Lord of the Rings here. Uh, you would go on quests. There would be <laughs> dragon strippers. <laughs> I like where this is going. I like where this is going. Whereas Tron said that you'd be living in the past and you don't you're your bachelor party would be based on doing chores, essentially, like these quests, right? Whereas, like, he'd just be fucking drinking around sexy women and playing video games. Uh, this is <laughs> tough. I feel like... I feel like Max played into the prompt better, but I feel like Sean's points were better. So I have to give this to Sean. Fucking lame. <laughs> thank you, But thank you, you did play into the, pro- the prompt very well. Yeah. I'll give you this. The <laughs> idea of a bachelor party starting, like... Lord of the Rings did where you're just like, you're just going around your house doing everyday chores and shit and all of a sudden like a, a hobo knocks on your door and like get ready to party like all your you're ready to party all your friends are showing up and like all of a sudden you're just you're whisked away to some fucking get, adventure like, I'm taking you to a beer to the, like a place to get beers and that's where the, like, the fellowship is going to be there and stuff <laughs> you're meeting up with a bunch of strangers and all of a sudden you have a mission to go on like they definitely have, like, have, have like a like different beer glasses too to represent their characters or something like that so maybe it's like a Ball, a bar crawl. The whole time I was thinking, like, who dies? Which one of your friends is going to die on this adventure? Because uh, Boromir gets it, right? Sean yeah, B? exactly, exactly. Yeah. Sean B. Sure I know. Bless I couldn't think of what to do for the Tron anyway. I was sitting there like, ah, yeah, I would have done lighted stripper poles or something. Oh, my head. I immediately went to um, the bar scene in Tron Legacy, where it, that place seemed like a fucking party. Mm-hmm. Sure, it was like a like a underground. Uh, Resistance like rave. It'd be like a rave too. Like, ooh, 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 totally, ooh. totally. Because Daft Punk was playing there. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mentioned Lambus bread. I mentioned Lambus bread. That was that was a good one. Man, you were doing great. It's like uh, I wanted to give it to both of you so bad. Everyone's a winner. I can't. Oh, I got to clip that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got a fun story here. Actually, I'm thinking about making this one of my new. Uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, Shmagigis? Segments? I, I was thinking shmagigis, but yeah, segments is a better word. <laughs> <laughs> um, called Sean's Roadside Attractions. Ooh. So the first one I brought up in this whole thing is the Crater of Diamonds National Park in Arkansas. Do you guys remember that I one? I do remember that. Like, Isn't that the place you yes. could go and... I can't remember. I think you pay a fee, and then, but you're guaranteed to find a diamond, right? Pretty much. Well, it's high likelihood. Yeah, you are highly likely to find a diamond. They say people walk out of there like at least once a week with a diamond. Um, and yeah, you, it's a diamond. national park, so you pay to get in, and then you can just dig anywhere within the national park and look for diamonds, and what you find, you keep. Sounds amazing, right? It does sound nice. So yeah, that's that's one of my roadside attractions. Now, this is another one, and it's in Scottsboro, Alabama. So, you know, kind of by Arkansas. Yeah, you have a house there. out there. Yeah, several. Mm-hmm. So this latest attraction is called the UBC, or Unclaimed Baggage Center. The, oh, Wow. Huh? I'm assuming it's where all the lost luggage goes. Exactly. So uh, most of the time when an airline loses your luggage, they have a window of time in which to locate the lost luggage. Or if they don't, 
they will compensate you for it. Most airlines will compensate you for the, good the lost ones. luggage. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, if they don't find it, or excuse me, if they do find it and they've already paid you or compensated you, then they get to sell the luggage and its contents, you know, to reimburse. Like a like a storage wars or something. Absolutely. Oh my gosh! So it's like you never know what kind of luggage is coming in today. And that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, storage wars was big. Like I can I can't imagine lost luggage. That'd be amazing. That'd be great. You'd probably get some good. Like look at these Armani shirts in here. Uh-huh. This has been a businessman. Look at the these pounds of cocaine. This guy was losing <laughs> weight. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Unclaimed pounds of yeah, cocaine. Just at the lost. <laughs> The lost luggage department. So um, the UBC is the nation's largest buyer of unclaimed lost and lost luggage. Uh, the store also takes up like a city block. So it's like a Costco. Jesus. And you just go and buy like a sight unseen or like did they take the, <laughs> they process them, huh? They process them. So what the yeah. airline does is they sell the luggage and the contents. So sometimes those bags can be worth, you know, some... Yeah. Money, like yeah. luggage is traveler, yeah, not cheap. Yeah, um, so yeah, it's kind of like a Costco fucked a Goodwill. Okay, and made mm-hmm. this thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like that analogy. Yes. <laughs> the merchandise is sixty percent clothes, while other items include uh, dildos. cameras, dildos. dildos, electronics, jewelry, sporting goods, books. Oh, probably some like iPads and shit, like and books. Oh, I like the books. Yeah, of course, there's books in there. Right. Yeah. Um. Stories of more unique items include a full suit of armor. How does that not find its way back to its fucking owner? This is starting to sound like stealing a little bit, too. Like, oh, let's steal the armor. Oh, it gets, yeah, it gets a little funky in here. Like, how did that not get claimed? Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, suit of armor, gemstones. Again, like, how did that not get claimed? Um, A complete parachute. (laughs) I like this one. A guidance system for an F-16 fighter jet. Oh, wow. Right, like who, who doesn't claim that? What are you talking about? Government <laughs> kind of illegal. I think it's not, probably not supposed to have that. You're just, but like you know, they're just checking your luggage, looking for like again, are you moving weight? You got cocaine? It's like no, but I got this guidance. Like, I don't give a shit. But, <laughs> but if they actually, but if you actually sit and look at it, like wait a minute, you're not supposed to have this. So is that for an F twenty two? Yeah. So someone doesn't even like okay, I lost that in the mail. <laughs> shit. Oh well. <laughs> I'm not going to go back for that guidance computer. So they also have an on-site museum with some of the more rare items they've found. Uh, they have a violin dating back to the 1700s. Again, how did this not get claimed? Here's another one. It's all stolen somehow. Uh, that's right. That's what I'm thinking. It's all hot. Some of it's some, well, yeah, because like, yeah. Uh, Egyptian artifacts. <laughs> yeah, that's stolen right out of the Egyptians' <laughs> right? pockets. Like I just wow. I, I saw some YouTube video about um, Egypt. Again, I think they do this quite often, but they're complaining about how um, Europe has a lot of their stuff. Uh, yeah, a lot of their just statues and things that were pillaged back in the day. You yeah. know, in the name of archaeology. Yeah. yeah, Indiana Jones style. Yeah, exactly. And um, and so uh, yeah, they have that stuff. And then um, let's see. Oh, over a million people visit the store every year. Oh, sheesh. Right? They're making a killing on just free stuff. I guess they reimburse the people, but like, how do they reimburse the gemstone guy? Uh, so that that was kind of my other question, too, is you don't necessarily fill out a form that says, oh, I have gemstones in here, a pair of boxer shorts, yeah. and, uh, you know, you and don't- you toothpaste, don't, yeah. Yeah, so when you lose your luggage, how do they compensate you? They just believe you. That's, it's just the biggest scam of the world. They go, oh, that's how I made all my money. I just kept like, hey, I had like $50,000 in this bag. Oh, Oh, we can't find it. Well, they had to pay me. And 
That's how it works. Maybe, maybe when they found the like F-16 fighter jet the uh, guidance system. Yeah. You know, they compensated the guy. Here's your 50 bucks. We couldn't find it. And maybe they actually did find it, but they held it back because they knew they could sell it for more. That's what I, I think, don't too. Know. It's like, oh, we just found this. Oh, we lost your luggage. All these gemstones. <laughs> it's that old, uh, that old myth that if you have a uh, donor sticker on your license, the hospital uh, is less likely to help you because yeah. they want the organs to sell. Yeah, they want your organs so bad. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. There's probably no truth to that, but anyways, this is on the uh, Sean's Roadside Attractions. It's called the UCB, and it's in Scottsboro, Alabama. And if I have my druthers, I will go there someday. That word, druthers. I've never heard it until he used it, and then as soon as he used it, I heard it in a, a, a Hannibal one time. He said it, too. Like, if Hannibal had his druthers, he'd, <laughs> it means, like, have your way, I'm assuming. And, I mean, I know now. Yeah, you guys gave me such shit for it. <laughs> druthers. I do declare. Me smart. I read. Yeah. So, I got something fun here. So, we already mentioned Mr. Reed's cat, so let's mention them again. Yay. <laughs> Cats. Hi. Okay. okay. So, did you know this, Mr. E, mm-hmm. that cats prefer a free meal instead of working for them? Doesn't everybody? Yeah. I'd imagine so. Yeah. I'd say that just adds to their intelligence, right? Like, I thought they were pretty stupid. I but... thought that was pretty... Well, yeah. I think that's a pretty smart idea, too. But <laughs> yeah. I had the same idea, too. Like, wouldn't everyone prefer that but evidently there's a lot of animals who prefer to work for their food yeah it's like the thrill of the hunt right I, huh. like apex predators well it's kind of different it's weird because um they like give them puzzles and stuff and then they'll give them <laughs> things like not to do like it's like here's a like basically for the here's how they say the cats like here's a tray of food here's a puzzle to get the food out and the cats just went to the tray of food mm. for the most part like some cats did the puzzles but f- their first instincts and shit were to go to the tray of food but i so, guess other animals like uh, here it is. Include animals, including birds, birds, rodents, wolves, primates, even giraffes, prefer to work for their food. Giraffes. <laughs> like what the fuck? I thought that was the weirdest idea, but like evidently, though, cats are, you know, not doing that, which makes them think they're pretty much smart. So it's called um, uh, it's called contra freeloading, working for your food. Contra freeloading. So cats are freeloading. Okay. Which we've heard this term before. So <laughs> so cats are really our freeloaders. They just want to eat food for free and they prefer that. Or well, I guess even for a long time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's what this artist's talking about. Like, yeah, everyone's if you have cats, you know this. Motherfuckers need to pay rent eventually. Science, yeah, now some science shit behind this man. Like he's so they provided seventeen so only seventeen cats were studied too for this. So it's a small study, probably. Means yeah, okay. Nothing. So yeah, seven they provided seventeen cats with food puzzles and a tray of food. And then yeah, you could they'd have to do something to the to the puzzle to get the food out, and the cats I, never used, even cats that like had used food puzzles before, they just all preferred just the free meal. And I guess what dogs? Did, I know, but yeah. like I guess they're saying dogs and monkeys prefer well, that. Like, oh, oh, oh. Well, here's the thing: mean like wild animals. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if domestication has anything to do with this because if you're testing house cats, that's all they ever know yeah. is getting food for free. Right? They never have to work for it, as opposed to. I don't a know. Wild, I guess a a wild cat. You're right. Yeah, a wild cat. But I, I I'm guessing they're not going out and testing wild giraffes. So <laughs> you know, maybe there is a little bit. Yeah, there. said they have to work for their food. They walk to a tree and eat it, don't I, they? No. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But I guess what do they prefer? That that's so basically like, giving like a, it to them. As yeah. Well. Instead of like a bu- bucket. <laughs> oh no! I just thought this whole idea was weird because they're like, oh, I most- could uh, I could see like lions. And, like, big cats and, like, sharks and stuff for sure. Like, the thrill of the hunt, like I said. But, yeah, like, in that situation, I was going to be surprised if you said all 17 didn't go. 
Yeah. You know, like if there was one out of the 17 that actually didn't go and I knew it was going to be 100%. No, I mean, they've all like <laughs> some of them would go over there and do that, too. But just it was like they would be around the tray longer. They'd be here. Hold on. I'll even, here's the wording. Yeah. But then they learned after that. Right. Or did they just test it the one time? It's probably not. A, it's probably a shitty test. It's probably just some clickbait yeah, bullshit. It's probably, some dude's gross. You know, exactly. It's <laughs> a boring. cat lady who owns 17 cats. Like, I noticed they like free folk. <laughs> so I tested my giraffes, tested. too. Yeah, my giraffe. Don't you know? That's why I thought this was so weird. It's just like, oh, most species prefer to work for their food. Like, who would fucking want this? Like, there's like a like bird seat here. Or it's like, oh, there's a big puzzle. Yeah, I want to do that. Like, oh, oh I love well, it now. So are the animals so deprived of entertainment in their zoo life that this puzzle is new and interesting and they i maybe i don't know there's so many different factors here in that if you're testing wild animals they probably would go for the food because <laughs> because like uh, normal food is such a pain in the ass like you're giving me free food yeah, yeah I'll I go for the free food. plus yeah. i think they'd have a fear of someone else getting to it before them or something like that it's, you know yeah. and so it's just their instinct to <laughs> and yeah they probably have an instinct to solve a food puzzle out in the wild because that's even what this thing is said too. Like you know, maybe the food puzzles didn't stimulate their natural hunting behavior. It's like maybe you don't say it's a yeah, fucking it's puzzle. A fucking it's puzzle. not a moving like, thing. Like, oh, dude, like <laughs> dogs want to do like they just want to please you. So that kind of makes sense. Like yeah, so maybe they almost yeah, prefer yeah. to what they want to eat through struggle or something too. They don't like free food. <laughs> so this article is claiming, but yeah. So in theory, there's some. I just like this. Oh yeah, I just like this term to contra freeloading and freeloading so freeloading means just want the free food contra freeloading you prefer to work for your food contra freeloading i think i'd i mean i think i'd like to freeload <laughs> I think so yeah too. i think i prefer <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah it seems like a no-brainer to me i'm a cat today i learned i was a cat <laughs> <laughs> and they're even saying too like even the, the 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 cats had activity monitors so even the more active cats still chose the freely available food for the most part, like, oh yeah, it wasn't that the cats never used food puzzles, but cats ate more food from the tray, spent more time at the tray, and made more first choices to approach and eat from the tray rather than the puzzle. So I'm sure there's that one puzzle solving cat out there that loves it. What if they think it's a trap? The puzzle. The puzzle. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, I mean, I'm trying to think like a wild animal here. Like, right. you have to be susceptible, like, to everything around you. And like, I don't know, maybe they just, especially cats. Like, cats don't trust shit, yeah. man. So who knows? They want to hunt it. I haven't seen like, it. They have to use their paws to the like test. sit there and get in. Like, yeah. yeah. Know, as I was reading, I'm like, is this some janky yeah. science? Is this fake? This might be fake. Fake science news. Well, speaking of fake science news, here I got a story out of 1995. But first, let me ask you guys. <laughs> Do you guys blow your nose? Constantly. All the time. Yeah, when needed. Like, there's like at least four or five tissues on the ground in the, from the morning because the trash can's too far away. <laughs> my morning well, this just in, you're and, going to die. Yeah. And half of them are boogers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the other half we don't talk they're about. They're on the wall to carve them off. So how about uh, putting a finger up there to root around for the good stuff? You guys ever do that? I've never done that. Yeah. Are you, are you serious? You've <laughs> never picked your nose? I've never ever done that and, and i also don't hate when i cut my nails because i can't never not do that but <laughs> not enough. well it wouldn't surprise me if you don't because apparently there's nine percent of the population that does not pick their nose oh no you have to sometimes i consider like just, grooming yourself you yeah know? Like, it's like cleaning yourself yeah if you're in the shower and stuff too you just like there's something up there sometimes 
Kleenex it's ain't doing it. Yeah. yeah. Kleenex See? ain't doing it, man. Right? Yeah. So according to this study, uh, you are in the majority of adults if you pick your nose. That's like you right. said, like you said, Mystery, it's it's grooming, more or less. Yeah, yes. I agree. And sometimes you just gotta get in there. Sometimes yeah. the best tool is your finger. Those people yeah. are lying. I mean <laughs> what have they ever done to like get it out? Get anything I out mean, of there? I mean, my doctor keeps saying it's probably the nosebleeds is why I because I'm like pick way so aggressively. I can see that know? being a problem. Yeah, I'm just I so aggressive that. in there, like knuckle deep. Yeah. If wow. you thought I was serious, you thought I was serious for a second. Because well, I've got some, I've got some info oh, on that God. too. Oh, okay, yeah. No, I'm very nice to my nostrils. Uh, so in the study, they randomly selected residents from Dane County, Wisconsin, hoping to determine whether eating your own boogers could be considered a psychiatric disorder. Yeah, I don't do that. If it's been in my nose and it comes out the nose, it's not in the mouth. I don't think I've ever done that. That I was, I knew I knew that was bad. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I never did that. Uh huh. Uh huh. You heard it was bad. No, it's just that's no, it's bad. That's it's not bad. It's weird. No, I don't <laughs> do that. I don't do that. That's weird. Like so, you know, if you like, you know, they have those holes at the back of your nose, right? So that's probably some type of nose stuff too. So in theory, you're eating whatever's that, right? Well, that, that mucus is dripping down your esophagus. Exactly. And, so I mean, yeah. technically, I guess you do it that way. But I've never. Out the nose, in the mouth. That's never occurred. <laughs> no thanks. Never saw a treasure that I just had to have in my mouth. So I yeah. found this super surprising. The study didn't have a concrete number but uh, for those who eat their own boogers, but did go to, on to say that it was a fairly common practice among adults. Uh, I, don't, I don't get that one. Don't get the appeal of that one. Don't. What are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing there? <laughs> um... So there's a lot of there's a lot of controversy around. I think I'd rather eat someone someone else's boogers than my own. I'm not sure. Oh my it's, god, it's so weird. Jesus. Like at least like, pretend it's a foreign. I don't know. That's, just, that's like take some like. I don't know. There's something weird to that. <laughs> like, let me look at this. Yum. So uh, this make make me this might make me a shitty person, but one of my goals when I worked at Jack in a Box was to deep fry a one of my boogers on a hash brown. Oh, my oh god. Jesus! I never got to do it. <laughs> But it was a goal. Woo. <laughs> it's important to have goals. It is. It's it important. Is. That is important. So I'm, I'm proud. I, I wish you had achieved it. But hey, there's still time. There's still time. You know? So there's some like myths surrounding eating your own boogers that like it could be good for you because it could expose your um, immune system to other elements that are essentially getting caught in your nose true by your boogers well yeah it's but you're you have the nose hairs and that stuff to like filter out things it's like one of the filters so but no i think that's a stupid idea i'd rather just eat dirt at that point <laughs> just eat dirt i think i would rather eat dirt so that theory was um brought to light by dr frederick bershinger and um yeah he after making those claims, he encouraged uh, children to eat their boogers for that reason so they could oh, boost geez. their immune system. That doesn't seem like a sound practice. <laughs> now, there's no evidence to support this theory. And this study doesn't have any evidence to contradict it either. People who eat ass also have good immune systems by the same logic, right? Oh, probably. <clears throat> ass I mean, eaters. I mean, yeah, it, you, you know, when you're licking a bunghole, you're bound to get a uh, little... Some some treats, I'm yeah. assuming. Right? <laughs> Scooby snacks you in get, there. You get something, and that's probably... Is that good for your immune system, though? There's no yeah. study. Oh, for yeah. the poop? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Just in general is what I mean in general. Because I'm like, well, because 
Because I remember I was listening to Dr. Drew on his podcast and something about like, like the reason you can eat glass and stuff because it's all like you can eat poop technically because it's all a contained system. If the poop was leaking out into your other parts, that would be bad, but you could eat poop in theory. But like, oh. how would that translate into like your immune system? I guess because your stomach acid just burns it away. So I think your burgers just burn away in your acid and then what it's absorbing like what where's the immune system coming in so i don't think it works <laughs> like, this took a turn well i don't think it works uh, i thought it through i don't think it works that way he went all the way through poop eating to ask me that question <laughs> did we talk about poop eating last episode too somehow we got to poop eating oh, good lord well you can't eat poop so that's true <laughs> Check that one off the list. Yeah, All right, now I know. True. We're adults, I promise. <laughs> uh, the article went on to um, talk shit on picking your nose, too, which I was like, ah, come on, fuck you. I'm a pro at it by now. Yeah. Like, I got 30-something years of experience under yeah. my belt. Um, apparently, a 53-year-old woman who had picked her nose since she was 10, well, like that matters, Ooh. right? Like her whole life, like the rest yeah. of us, <laughs> ripped a hole. I like how she remembers how old she was when yeah. she started. <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> It was Sorry. a Tuesday. <laughs> how do I solve this problem I had? She ripped a hole through part of her nose, uh, the the wall that separates oh, your wow. two nostrils, because she was just going at it. Apparently, <laughs> maybe she got a maybe she just recently trimmed her nails and got a sharp corner. Yeah. Dude, I keep mine pretty clean. Jesus, my, I'm like always blowing my nose for real. Part of your body, chill, people. Yeah. Oh, good lord. Slowly and methodically is the way. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They uh, the art. The article also went on to say stuff about like how you can get sores in your nose and uh, staph infections and you know there's all sorts of dangers to actually picking your nose. Dangers, <laughs> exactly. In the dangers, exactly. They they really put the fear in it, but ultimately, you know, we're all pros fear by now, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, okay, so another study suggested that eating your boogers could be good for your teeth. Shut up. I'll <laughs> just stop talking. <laughs> no, it's not. Hell. So this study suggests that- Same as ass eating and poop eating. <laughs> it's all good for your teeth, too. I'm the same doctor. <laughs> it completely bypasses your teeth. How is it good for it? No, <laughs> After this, it digests? No, they like to marinate and chew these just, people. Like, Only yeah, no, you got to rub it on your teeth with your finger. Squeaky, squeaky, squeaky. So uh, you have a nose brush, you see, and then you're supposed to brush with- You use that, and then you brush your teeth. I'm thinking the next time you do coke, you just do a line of coke, and then- Stick mm-hmm. your finger up your nose and get the good stuff, and then rub it on your teeth, and you're there. You go. Yeah, you know, you're you're doing good for your teeth, and you're conserving the coke, and you're you're doing great things. But Mr. E is loving his job right now. <laughs> <laughs> so that study was based on the idea that mucins protect the surface of teeth from being filled with certain bacteria, but that study was based That's bullshit. Yeah, it was based on a uh, salivary mucus and not. Nose mucus. Nose mucus. Hmm. So, yeah. Anyways, Classic mistake. The reason I want to bring this up is it's this all this all this information came from 1995, and I'm like, well, you know, I want to put that uh, booger eating energy out into the world <laughs> so we get a recent study on it and mm-hmm. really, you know, put this thing to bed. Yeah. Frankly, that's that's where my head's at. Yeah. Let's solve this. Yeah. We can just, just let's Google it right now on his computer because there's a good <laughs> chance one of us in this room might eat their boogers. It's not me. If it's not you, I'm looking at you, Mr. E. You did have shame on his face. He never this thought whole, this would come up between this whole us. But he finds a fucking topic article. on the internet and just fucking uh, calling his ass out. I was like, Ugh. So I have a, a Kickstarter Sharks. 
thing. Ooh. Shark starters? Yeah, kick shark starters. starters. Kick sharkers? Kick sharkers. That's the one. There we go. That works too. <laughs> yeah. Kick sharkers. There we go. So it's like all of them. I read about some product and at the last second there's a Kickstarter there. So I never actually mean to, to find it. But I thought it sounded cool. And you guys are getting good at like judging whether something is a good product or not. So we're going to test your ideas now. So here we go. So this is called the Aqua Boxing Glove. And how it's being sold is basically it's a glove made of really good material that you'd fill with water. And then you can do like a boxing exercise without a heavy weight bag. Huh. Sharks. So couldn't you just hold like five pound weights in your hands and do the same thing? Shut up. No. (laughs) Shut up, sharks. But the answer is I guess you could do that. But uh, I actually did watch this whole video. No need to watch the whole thing. But uh, they did mention they're like, oh, yeah, well, like those holding weights. That's uncomfortable versus this way with a glove. You can practice all the like all the muscles for your boxing routine and stuff. I guess the weight is evenly distributed. And since it kind of sloshes around in there, too, it's actually the way they said it was like actually kind of. Helps with the workout too because it's like this weird a little resistance. resistance. It's like a resistance training, and then you fill it up. You know, the more water you put in, the heavier it is. Yeah, we got those. Uh, Broomhilda and I recently got uh, those slam balls, where they're they're a big ball filled with a little bit of sand, and that sand is loose inside there, so it it sloshes around. It makes it difficult to handle, and I see. provides a little resistance, uh-huh. awkwardness. See, so that's you get all those like different muscles working out by seeing it. So I actually like the concept. Uh, was my, my, my mindset. Uh, but so here's the real question, though. You got to figure it out. So let me give you a little bit more information. Then we're going to see if they made their goal or not. So they do. They wanted. They want $5,000. And they have 17 days to go on their journey. That's all they want? That's they want 5000 yeah. And so you have to figure out if they've made their goal yet or not. And then you have to <sighs> say if they will. And then how much do you have to donate to get a pair of gloves? Because you know how Kickstarter works is you donate a certain amount, you get the product, and then later on it's like worth, you know, retail, it's a lot more expensive. All right. And so I'll read, let me redo this little thing and then boom, you think about it. So the Aqua Boxing Glove is a maximum water volume allowance of approximately 5.5 pounds, not including the 1.5 wet weight of the actual glove itself. Uh, the volatile and unpredictable movement of the water weight produces uh, increased stimulation to primary, secondary, and even tertiary muscle groups required for punching and other motions. Hmm. This makes for high uh, for quality and high calorie burn, uh, burning workout in less time, and basically you can travel with it too, put in your bags. So, All right, mystery. You are a boxer. Yes, that's why I thought it'd like a couple be things intrigued. to say about this. Um, first of all, there's um, they didn't really show anyone throwing real punches with it so even though it does make sense to have your arms up and have the weight there i mean there's no like did i i didn't see any like fast jabs or anything so i I don't know how well it's going to work for that Mm -hmm. um there is also other art alternatives out there that i've seen before specifically one called egg weights i've heard of those not a a sponsor yeah (laughs) um which is basically the same idea of Getting rid of the excess weight, not the excess weight, the the shape of the weights in your hand. So mm-hmm. with the eggs, you just keep them in your palm, and it's the same thing. Yeah, it gets um, resistance training. <clears throat> I like, I love boxing. I love exercising, but I don't feel like they've reached their goal yet. This one, I feel like, is might be a flop in my opinion. Um, and I'd say you, I'd say they're asking for a hundred bucks for a pair of gloves. All that, right. That's my input. There's some good answers there. So hundred bucks for some gloves. How long have they been the goal. doing this? They so have seventeen days left is all the information. Yeah, that's all we have. Yeah. Okay. Seventeen days to go. 
Uh, I'm going to say they've made their goal, and I'm going to say I like the 100. That's a pretty good round number. I'm going to say uh, let's go 150, Bob. <laughs> 150, I like it. All right, so the goal of 5,000. Did they make their goal? They did meet their goal. Uh, they have $28,000 so far. Okay. Damn. Right, okay. and they have 17 days to go. Nice. And okay. then, and then uh, yeah, to get a pair of gloves, uh, yeah, if you – Basically, uh, kickstart them. A hundred bucks, you'll get a pair. Nice. And then they're going to retail for two hundred. So you both are pretty oh, much. Right you guys on. are getting good at this shit. You guys like. You guys analyze the product and stuff. Although I agree with uh, Mr. E too. How there was like watching it now because I forgot about egg weights until you said that. I was like, oh yeah, egg weights are kind of yeah. like, cool too. And this um, the application I can see for this is just like practicing always keeping your hands up, right? Because it's going to be heavy. So I feel like that's the aim is just like keep the arms up as ho- as long as you can, move them around a little bit. But I mean, I'd like to see someone actually shadow box with those things because I bet you with the water, it's really awkward and it might even throw your balance off. So I don't oh, know. Okay. I could absolutely yeah. see that. And yeah. they look like they keep their shape too. So you could fill it up with a certain amount of water to give yourself more slosh or yeah. just fill it to the brim for no slosh yeah. and just all weight. And then just good point. Be just rip where people apart. We'll see. Maybe yeah. I'll maybe I'll get some. Maybe I'll try it. All right. All right. hundred bucks, yeah. baby. Hey. But Kick I was shirt. thinking, um, Dude, like basically just add a get a workout equipment, piece of workout equipment, add water to it. I can do this. So I'm gonna steal this idea. Don't okay, hopefully hopefully the guy doesn't listen to this podcast, but I'm gonna steal this idea and make a water suit. And I want ten thousand dollars. <laughs> and I hope I can count on you guys and all the people listening for donations. And it's gonna cost two hundred dollars for ten thousand. And the uh the entry bid to get a pair is ten ten thousand. <laughs> <laughs> And I can do it. Don't worry. I'm, yeah. I can make a water suit. I just suit. need one investor. Okay. Just <laughs> one water suit is like, it's like 10 days of working out in one day. I, I'm trying just to imagine this. Would would it be like a portable swimming pool where you're just like, you're just walking around full of water? I'd and... have like water pouches and in like a suit and it'd be like a, and like you'd have to wear it when you're sleeping and when you're awake and it's, it's comfortable and you, and you have to, you never take it off for a week. And then once, and then when you do take it off, you can fly. And that would smell. You can like jump tall buildings awful. and stuff. You could do, yeah, it would smell a little. Maybe you, there's some washing involved. Oh, you could throw, there's powdered soap you can get in there. I'm going to oh. give you powdered soap too. If you, 50, 50 more bucks. Donate some 50 bucks. I'll give you the soap <laughs> too. I think you got to do the astronaut method where you just you just get rid of it. You just let it burn up in the atmosphere after you're done with it. But this Kickstarter, man, we got to like just throw an idea on there and get some kickstarts. Well, we've seen some flops. We have. What was the last flop we saw? I can't even think of the last couple because I've actually because I I tried to like not do a bunch of ones that have made it. So I know we did the hockey app one that didn't make it so far, but there was another the one hockey too. dating app, yeah. and then there was the one where uh, the wheel you have a wheel on a stick and it like pulls, pulls you, you uphill or yeah. something yes. on a skateboard. Yes, versus that thinking egg one. I remember that one totally made it. Like crushed its goal. The <laughs> oh thinking my God, egg. Yeah, remember that? <laughs> it's just like a little a little like metal egg that you put in your pocket and every time you grab it, you go. Oh yeah, like <laughs> I gotta think about life and shit, and that's when that's that's why you have it in your pocket, just to like, oh yeah, this thing, and then you put it out and look at it and think. <laughs> wow, crushed its goal. It was the second one. Remember, it was Thinking Egg Two because Thinking Egg One was so popular. We could have made Thinking Egg. <sighs> sometimes, sometimes. All right. Well, I think we're done here. Yes, I'm out of stories. Yes. Hey, by the way, we will be taking uh, next week off, so 
Yeah, we just need a break here. Avoiding gambling debt, if you know my dress. Uh, You know what I mean? Avoiding gambling debt? Yeah, someone's trying to break my leg, so I have to, like, vamoose for a little bit, you know. But I know a pony that's going to get me that money back and then some, and so I'll be okay. But I got to go. I got to go leave for a week. I've seen you dig yourself out of tighter spots. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, join us next time when Max will tell you all about his stamp collection. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for joining us on Better Than Most Things. Keep in mind that we are enthusiasts, not experts. If you want to know more about the topics we discussed, we encourage you to research them yourself and let us know if we missed anything. Submit your questions or interesting topics to our Discord. For all the latest updates, subscribe to our Twitter and Instagram, both at btmt_podcast, podcast. And please rate and subscribe on your podcast app.